business is an incredible impact and influence to what can make this a better world. I'm about championship. I'm about extraordinary achievement. And my thing in life now is to teach the art of extraordinary achievement. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Baloo. And boy, do we have an incredible, exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of my personal development heroes. She is someone who was present at the creation of what has been one of the most powerful personal development movements in history, and that's the original Est Earhart Seminars training. Since then, she has gone on to create her own powerful legacy as a thought leader and as a champion for transformation. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Marsha Martin. Welcome to the show, Marsha. Nikki, that was amazing. I want to meet myself after that introduction. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. I'm glad you liked it. I'll tell you something. This is uh, one of the things that we're known for at the Thought Leader Revolution is making spectacular introductions of spectacular people. That's fantastic. Thank you. You're so It's an honor to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you as well. So, Marcia, let me tell you a little bit about my listener. My audience is composed of men and women who are champions for freedom for free expression and free enterprise. These are society's greatest heroes. These are the men and women who every single day, every single day, put their hearts on the line, put their vision out there because they want to make the world a better place with their vision because they want to create financial success for themselves and the people that they love the most. They create all the jobs. They create all the innovation. They create all the inspiration for the next generation to follow. And I take my mission of helping serve these men and women very seriously, which is why I bring spectacular guests like you here. And they want to learn from you because, let's face it, everybody could use a bit of knowledge, a little bit of inspiration from time to time. But before they can really turn themselves over to you and open their hearts to you, they need to get to know you. They need to get to know who you are. How did you get to be the great Marsha Martin. <laughs> I think I was born the great Marsha Martin and it just kind of expressed itself after that. Well, my career is very unique and it's a long one. <clears throat> I'm going into the last quarter of my life now. And so my purpose really is to give away my knowledge and wisdom. But in the beginning, when I was a young girl, I was trained by and mentored under my aunt, who was a clairvoyant healer and an esoteric astrologist. And so from the time I was 17 till I was around 20 or 21, 
I interned with her and learned how energies worked in the universe and what many of the universal laws are and studied many of the masters of philosophy and spiritual training. And she always said that God was the same and everyone had a different way of expressing their understanding of God. And so if I was going to be an effective human being, I needed to study the world religions and the great philosophers so that I understood all of the languages of men of how they interpreted God because God was the same. So I, I'm very um, fortunate and feel that was a grace given to me to have that kind of wisdom when I was only 17, and that's what I did. And by the time I was 22, I took a seminar, the first seminar, Werner Erhard, who was the founder of EST, which became the Landmark Forum, ever facilitated. There were only 20 people in that seminar. I was one of them. And that seminar company, within a couple of weeks, I became the senior vice president. We had 20 graduates. And for 10 years, I managed the communication and registration division, was on the board of directors, and helped train hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. We had millions of graduates by the time that I left and I went into the world. And I was really in charge of marketing and uh, filling the trainings and the events and producing the large events. I filled the Cow Palace on a regular basis with 20,000 people. I filled every major auditorium around the globe practically. And so by the time I went into business for myself, I had a resource of relationships and knowledge and experience. And my mission was and always has been to um, continue to expand the consciousness on the planet and to create a critical mass of consciousness so that a turning can take place. In other words, to wake people up, to know who they are, to have their own connection with their own personal power, to be able to access it and harness it so that they can make a difference in the world. And when you make a difference in the world or when you have a higher purpose and it serves the universe to make the world a better place, all of the things that need to be attracted to you to be able to deliver on that happen, including finances and relationships and situations and opportunities. And I found that throughout my life. And what I do now and what I have been doing the last 20 years is not only the seminars and workshops that I deliver in personal development to individuals that register on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but I've taken my work into corporations because I think business is an incredible impact and influence to what can make this a better world. And my clients include corporations and companies such as Capital One, Intercontinental Hotels, um, many, many Warner Brothers. And right now for the last three years, I'm really heavily involved with hard rock hotels all over the world. In fact, I train all of their senior executives in leadership and communication, and I'm on my way this month to Madrid. We're opening a new Hard Rock Hotel there, and then I'm going from there after I train their executive team to Davos, Switzerland to continue the program of um, the training program that I put in place there for their senior executives. So that's a little of my story. <laughs> Marcia, your story is pretty darn incredible. I mean, you got to work with one of the most iconic 
individuals in the history of the personal development movement. That's Werner Erhardt. And I got to tell you, um, Werner has done more to bring people the power of transformation than possibly anyone else in history, with the possible exception of yourself, because you were part of what <laughs> allowed Werner to do all the things that he did. And I just wanted to hear you share for me and for my listener, what was it like to work with Werner? Well, I have to say that it was the one of the, if not the most extraordinary, impacting moments of my life. Werner, at the time I worked with him personally for 10 years, was an extraordinarily, and is still, we're still in contact. I get to visit him um, every few years in London, where he now lives with his wife, Hanukkah. But he was brilliant at marketing, at communication, at um, understanding how the mind work. He had incredible articulation of his thoughts, and he had insights into how human beings think and how they be that were um, magical to cause transformation. And he taught me how to be certain ways that produce championship performance and extraordinary achievement. And it's kind of like what Einstein said, you know, you have a certain way of thinking. It's not the thoughts that you have, but the quality of your thinking, the assumptions that you have, the belief system that you live inside of, the paradigm of your thinking is the source of all of your results. So if you want to change a result, don't put your attention on the result itself. Put your attention on the, on the thinking that caused that result and get a new mindset. And Werner taught me the world of mindset, the world of being, how I think, what kinds of thinking and what assumptions produce championship and how to be responsible, how to be committed, how to be in communication and connected with people. And that really was the, the foundation of the rest of my life. Plus, because EST and, you know, it's now known as Landmark Forum, had such an impact in the world in the 70s and 80s, and we trained millions of people, I had extraordinary access to incredible human beings for teachers. I was personally mentored by not only Werner, but by Buckminster Fuller. Wow. By Warren Fuller. Kennedy. Yep. And by Peter Drucker. Come on. And by Muktananda. And by Jerry Weintraub. And by John Denver. And on and on. Because these were people that I either met through EST or were part of the EST um, connections and trainings. And because of my particular position in the um, executive team, I got to be close with them and be taught by them. So it was just even more than being trained and mentored by Werner. It was the access that Werner opened up for me in terms of the contacts and the relationships and the kinds of ideas that existed in the world. And to be having those kinds of ideas made available to me and to have those kinds of conversations, it felt like I was in 10 years of a renaissance period where I was just expanding, exploding, growing. And all of that gave me the kind of insight into who I wanted to be 
and how I could be that and what I wanted to do that moved me forward in my life. So it was quite instrumental and, and incredibly powerful for me. Marsha, you got to not just meet with, but learn from some of the greatest people of their generation. I mean, people like Peter Drucker, people like Jerry Weintraub. I mean, those guys are legends. I know they are legends. You know, I had the greatest thing happen. So I'm sitting in my um, office in my house in Aspen one day, many years after I had met him. I met Jerry Weintraub when I was 22 or something. So he was one of the uh, connections that was in relationship with Werner and and also John Denver was a great friend of mine. So whenever he would John come Denver. to I love John Denver too. Uh, Annie Denver, who was his first wife, was my maid of honor when I was married at my oh, wedding. So beautiful. So what my boyfriend and I, Tony Friedley, who was also good friends with John, John would always invite us up to Lake Tahoe and when he was going to be singing and entertaining. And he would get us a suite and we would go and we would have fun and we would walk around and gamble and play cards. And, you know, the whole world would be around us because they'd be so excited John was in the house. And so he always had his manager with him, which was Jerry Weintraub at the time. Really? Jerry Yep. Jerry Weintraub started off as a manager. He managed actually Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra and all sorts of great, I mean, names and also John Denver before he was actually one of the biggest producers of all time. Of all in time, Hollywood. yeah, yeah. I knew about the Elvis connection. I didn't know about Sinatra and, and, and John yeah. Denver. And I actually had Frank Sinatra's um, uh, good friend, uh, Tom Dreesen, on the show. He was a comedian who toured with Frank Sinatra for 14 years. That was kind of cool, too. But please continue. I'm loving this. Well, Jerry used to always be around. And so one day about, I don't know, 20 years later, this was, let's see, when was it? 2004? Because, you know, Jerry's passed on now. He was a great producer. He produced a Karate Kid. He produced Aaron Brockovich. He produced, um, you know, and he, his best friend and person that he did a lot of movies with was uh, Steven Soderbergh, the great, one of the great directors of all time. So anyway, I'm sitting in my office in Aspen, Colorado, and I get this phone call. And this woman in a very kind of curt voice says, Marsha Martin, please. And I say, oh, it's Marsha. And she goes, please hold. I have Jerry Weintraub and Steven Soderbergh on the line for you. And I gasped because I hadn't you know, heard or seen of um, Jerry in some time. And he gets on the phone and he's like, Sweetheart, I need you in Hollywood. I'm doing a project. I can't do it without you. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm on this project, right, that has, and we're all under contract to Warner Brothers, and Jerry's the producer, and Steven's the uh, director, and Paul Atanasio, who wrote Donnie Brasco, is the screenwriter, and I am the consultant of the project. And George Clooney has been signed on as the star. And I'm like, okay, this is fun. This is really fun. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of times and a lot of places and a lot of people that I was able to be connected to and, and during those first years of my very young life that I still am in contact with many of them. And I feel I'm in contact with all of them because of the knowledge that I have and the tremendous wisdom that they gave to me. That's incredible, Marsha. I'll tell you something. 
don't tell anybody, but the the main reason I do this show is I get to talk to some of the greatest people alive <laughs> today, smartest, That's most fun. dynamic, transformational people, people that I've looked up to, that I've wanted to learn from, and um, people that I otherwise would never have access to. But because I've got this little show <laughs> that's done reasonably well, a lot of these people are willing to come on the show with me. And I get to have anywhere from half an hour to an hour and a half of a complimentary mentoring session with them. <laughs> I mean, it's, I pinch myself. Well, you know, it's really wonderful for me. And I think that's very exciting for you because you can't help but learn by being in proximity with those kinds of minds and that kind of thinking yes. and those kinds of conversations. And so good for you. Thank what you. I found really joyful in my life is being able to work with the top notch business people of the world. Yes. Some CEOs, you know, of major corporations. I work with the CEO of Capital One. I work with the CEO of Intercontinental Hotels. I'm now working with the senior vice president of all of Hard Rock Hotels. Um, it, it's just amazing to see really competent people do really powerful things. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. my life is as wonderful as it was back in those years when I was just opening my eyes to the fact that I could make a difference. Um, to be able to speak with people, teach people, train people, and, have, and see them wake up and, and know that they can do something more than they ever, ever believed possible. I'm about championship. I'm about extraordinary achievement. And my thing in life now is to teach the art of extraordinary achievement, what it takes to be, to really produce a championship result, you know, what it takes to have a breakthrough what it takes to make magic, what it takes to have something extraordinary happen. So I'm I'm feeling the same way you are. I get to go into all these companies and work with these really powerful executives, and you get to have this fabulous podcast and talk with all of these fabulous personalities. We're doing good, Nikki. We are doing good. We are doing good. I got to tell you, um, the podcast has been lovely for me because it's opened up opportunities for me to do work with with people beyond the conversation as well. Um, I've had people come on my show that I've ended up becoming their clients. I've had people come on my show. They've ended up becoming my clients. I've had people come on the show that have been speakers at events that I've run or that we've uh, done a project together with. It's, it's, it's truly fantastic. Uh, I got to tell you, one of the things that had me excited about having you come on the show is just because of who you are. You know, um, I hadn't spent a ton of time with you, but, you know, Raymond really well. Um, and uh, Raymond Aaron, love. Yeah, yeah. Raymond's a phenomenal guy. Um, you know, I know Raymond very well. He and I have been um, in each other's world since 2004. And back in, God, was it 2006, he decided to do this uh, polar race. Do you remember polar race? Yeah, when he I did the North the Pole. Pole. Yeah, so I used to be a, a fitness coach back then. I had the honor of uh, being a fairly well-known fitness coach. I worked with a lot of Olympic champions and billionaires and folks like that. So I was Raymond's polar race coach. I got him ready for polar race. 
And for wow, two, for two you did years, a good job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I had to, man. I mean, that thing sounded scary. So I said, Raymond, <laughs> you are getting in shape, whether you like it or not. I mean, that's it. I said, who you are right now? That ain't gonna cut the that ain't gonna cut the mustard for this race. He goes, Yeah, I know. <laughs> and and uh, it was it was truly a fantastic uh, fantastic experience being with Raymond. And, and and there's a number of other people that you and I know uh, in common as well. Um, I think you, you know Joanna Andros, do you not? I love Joanna, one of my favorite, beautiful, angelic people of the whole world. Love her to death. Yeah, Have she's spoken terrific. at her events, and absolutely. Yeah, she's terrific. She's terrific. I um, uh, I did a number of courses with her at Landmark back in uh, the early two thousands. We did a bunch of wisdom programs together with folks like Paul Turo, and it was uh, it, it was truly a magical time. Um, so awesome. You, if you have another event or when you do, you better have me as a speaker. You got it. You got it. Well, for now in Canada, they're all virtual. So <laughs> I, know, I know you guys. I'm so sorry. Yeah, You're still yeah. locked so, in. Hey, listen, you know, we're doing a virtual talk in, in, in June. If you want to talk to a few people, I'll, I'll get them all by your uh, your club, <laughs> among Excellent. other things. So, My club. so let's... Um, Let's go to the next phase. So you worked with Werner, you spent 10 years at Est, and then you left. What, what made you decide to embark on this next phase of your journey? Well, I've always been very intuitive, and I've studied the energies and how they work. And I've also always heard voices and had guidance, personal inner guidance as to the next move or where I'm at or what I should do. And after 10 years with Werner and Est, it just became apparent to me that I had completed what I came there to do, and I had made a very big difference. And it was time for me to take the next phase of my life at hand and, and kind of move into that new development, and which I did. And when I went into the world at that time, because I had been so involved with Est for 10 years, I felt like I was an alien on a planet that I, I didn't even know existed. Wow. <laughs> you know, I had to learn things that I didn't really have any focus on before, how you, how you buy a house. I didn't need that information, really, while we were putting together all of the EST um, contribution and building seminars and making a difference or, you know, just so many things. In fact, later it was funny because I was attracted to a man that I later married and he was attracted to me. He had been a football player for Miami, the Miami Dolphins, for a season as a free agent when he was younger. And very tall man, six foot five, really, you know, a hunk of a guy, funny Irish man, and, you know, just seemed to have so much personality. And the thing that was really, really exciting. We both happened to live in New York when we met at the time was he took me out and we went to a Irish pub and we sat at the bar and we watched baseball and it was so much fun. I, I didn't realize there were so many people having so much fun at all the pubs in the world watching sports. And <laughs> what he was really excited about me was you know, I had this spiritual nature and I had a real purpose, a deep purpose. And I I really had a mission and felt I was on an assignment from the universe about what I needed to do. And so it's just interesting that 
when I left EST, I went into a world that I didn't really know how it worked that way. I knew how it worked in terms of transformation, but I learned so much. And I had the extraordinary opportunity when I first left EST, but few people know this, but I was in partnership with one of the great designers of our time, Laurel Birch. Laurel Birch, if you look her up, she's passed away now. We had a jewelry company, women's fashion jewelry, and one of her contacts was an Indian man who had access to China. And China wasn't opened at the time, but through him and his introduction, he got us into China when it was Peking instead of Beijing. And the only way you got into China at that time was you took a flight into Hong Kong, and then you had to take a train to the edge of the new territories, which at that time was all rice fields. And now it's shopping centers and big developments. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's very modernized, but we would travel by train for hours across these rice paddies to the edge of the river. And then at that time, because China was the People's Republic of China, it was closed. And what we had to do was take our own suitcases off the train and essentially leave. And they kind of waved goodbye to us. And we walked ourselves over the bridge into mainland China. And that was a different world. Oh, my God. Bicycles instead of cars and just an extraordinary learning experience for me. But we talked the Chinese government into manufacturing our designs. And they hadn't done that for any American company before. They usually just sold their designs, which you can get most of those kinds of designs in any Chinatown around the country. But Laurel was an exquisite artist. And the the things that she designed, we would go into China and we would stay six weeks at a time because it took that long and talk with the artists there and talk with the uh, merchandise people there and the people that we needed to be in business with and have our designs made. And then we would import them into Hong Kong. We had a big workshop in Hong Kong and we would put all of the different pieces together from um, silk from Japan and mummy beads from Egypt and and, um, all sorts of jewels and and certain kinds of uh, things from France and from it was just amazing and then we would sell it wholesale we had 3,500 wholesale customers including Bergdorf's and Neiman Marcus and Smithsonian Museum and so I spent the next five years after I left Ast really consulting other companies because there were so many people that came to me that wanted me to consult them and running this um, jewelry company it was an international jewelry company, and I really learned about business in different parts of the world and how commerce all happens. And and so that was a whole piece of my, my learning before I went into the corporate work that I do now in training. Wow. I mean, I, I, I quickly looked up Laurel Birch. I mean, she... She sounds like she's, she's an absolute amazing. legend in what she did. I know. Yes, yes. I only work with legends. Didn't you know that, Nikki? <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. 
that's part of what's made you a legend. I mean, you are a practitioner of the law of proximity. So the law of proximity says you're going to be <laughs> like the people you hang around with the most. And you have just made that a mission in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I happen to be at the right place at the right time for many things. What's the name of the movie that Tom is in, Tom Hanks, where he eats the chocolate? Forrest Gump. I always say I'm the Forrest Gump of transformation because I happen to be here. I happen to be with Tony Robbins when he needed somebody to run his business and I helped take him national and I ran his business for two years. I happened to be there at the very beginning in the first workshop that Werner ever led. I happened to be there with Laurel when we first went into China. You know, I happened to be, uh, I was at a dinner one night and I just had this amazing conversation. So all of a sudden I'm talking to this man and he's asked me what I do and how I do it. And we had some money, we laughed and we talked. And the next thing he says, well, how do you know the GM? And I explained to him, well, this GM had been in my course 35 years before. And I have been in every hotel he ever managed all of those years because he learned so much from me. Every time he took over a hotel, he would bring me in to train his team. And so the next thing I know, this man takes out his business card and hands it to me. And he says, fantastic, call me Monday. And it turns out he's the senior vice president of Hard Rock Hotels. And for the last three years, I've worked hand in hand with him to help train all of his leaders. That's incredible. That's incredible. You know, it's really wonderful. I think it's flow. It's just it's being in flow. It's having your life come from the right, powerful place in synergy with the universe and how it works, with a high purpose and good spiritual values, making a difference. And so the universe, I think, looks for openings. And I'm an opening. And once the universe finds an opening, it starts giving you assignments. And the next thing you start delivering on those assignments, you're in flow and things just open for you. And things have always opened for me. I love it. I love it. You know, I'm listening to what you're sharing with us and thinking about all the things that I'm up to these days. And there are days where I feel like I'm overwhelmed. And there's days where I feel like I'm in flow. And listening to you right now, I, I think taking on the mindset of flow is way more powerful. Way more powerful. Well, the thing I think about overwhelm is this flow has to do with how I see flow is being able to allow what's so. So a lot of people wish things were different or they try to make things different than they are. This shouldn't be this way. Well, it can't be that way. Well, why is it this way? Well, it should be a different way is how people think. And what I think is, how is it? There is a way it is. It's not the way it should be or shouldn't be. It's just the way it is. And you can only get to a new place from wherever you are. So you need to know how it is. And you need to be able to tolerate the way that it is rather than fighting with the way that it is and hoping or wishing it were a different way. And when that's so, when you kind of meet and tolerate and are with and allow what's really so right now, whether it's the way you want it to be or not, it just is the way it is, then you can look to see now what? Now what? What's the next step? How do I move the ball down the field? 
if you're resisting the way that it is, you get caught up in that and pretty soon you're not moving forward. You're just going around in a circle. And then what happens is flow. Now flow isn't, it's not like easy. That's not what I mean by flow. If you look at a river or you watch an ocean, sometimes the ocean or the river is raging. And think of flow that you're on a surfboard and you're you're surfing into wherever, <laughs> into the beach or into the lagoon or, you know, wherever you're going. And then the wave is the way it is. And sometimes it's really big and scary and you have to hold on. Now, some people say, oh, I didn't have a good day. And I say, well, what do you mean you didn't have a good day? Well, it was really full of stress and this or it was overwhelming. And I just say, no, it's not a good day or a bad day. It's a day of just being the way that it is. And some days you have to hold on to the surfboard more than you need to other days. And some days you get thrown off and you have to climb back on the surfboard. But if you put your attention on, you know, just be in the movement of what's so instead of resisting it and hang on and go with it, you'll get there. And um, so I call it an adventure. It's not overwhelmed. It's just a more adventurous day than it was yesterday, perhaps. Amen, sister. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll tell you, I got a lot going on in my world right now. So I got two sons. They're 13 and they're 15. And one of the things that I'm very present to and conscious of is I want my boys to grow up to be men. I want them to be great, grow up to be you know, honorable, masculine men. And the world today is not in favor of that. In fact, the world today is overtly hostile to that idea. And so for me, it's very important to make sure that they go out and they're physical and that they learn how to think for themselves and, and don't just parrot all the thoughts that society and the school system is trying to ram down their throats. So that's important to me. Another thing that's important to me is... I'm a champion for freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I work with a lot of thought leaders, a lot of coaches, consultants, you know, speakers, et cetera. And I also work with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who own traditional companies as well. I have different programs for them. So it's very important to me to make sure that I grow those businesses and I continue to help those people. Uh, I've got a, three books that are going to be coming out this year, three new books, Two business books, one and all, actually one business book, one a cultural book, and the other is a novel. So all of those are important as well. I've got a men's organization I've created, which I'm excited about bringing out into the world because I think men today are lost and they need to find out uh, what it takes to be an honorable, successful, masculine man in the world today. So that's important to me too. And when I hear what you're saying, it lets me just shrug my shoulders and go, okay, I'm not screwing up. Just because I haven't got all these things figured out doesn't mean I'm a screw up and I've messed it up. It just means that I'm somebody up to big things. And that's a good thing. I'd rather be up to big things and not up to enough. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for that. I think that's amazing and wonderful that you're doing what you're doing. I would just respond to something that you said about how you have a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old and you want them to be honorable and masculine and that the world is hostile to that and just say, I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. I see mm -hmm. that 
um, you might be saying you have an interpretation of what masculine is or honor is, and perhaps somebody else has a different idea of that. But I think that masculinity and uh, what it is and all that it can be is is a big service to the world because it's the yin and the yang. And masculine doesn't necessarily mean big and gruff and, you know, the biggest boy on the block. It can mean soft and kind and all sorts of things. So I wouldn't hold that the world is hostile to what you're doing for your boys. I would hold it, I think you'd be more successful to hold it as focus on what you're doing for your boys and the contribution they're making into that. That's one thing. Second thing is, if you have a men's organization, boy, bring me in as a speaker because I love to talk to men on how to understand women. And I love to talk to women on how to empower men. And it's one of my favorite, two of my favorite subjects. So if you ever want a speaker for that, I'm volunteering. Uh, And I think what, yeah, and I think what you're doing, Nikki, it sounds like you're really expressing freedom in the most glorious way. So congratulations. Well, thank you. Well, I'll say this about, there's a distinction I draw between macho and masculine, right? So to, to me, macho is the energy of an adolescent strutting, saying, look at me, I'm big, I'm tough. And they constantly, you know, the macho energy wants to prove itself and picks fights and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Masculine energy is way more tranquil, way more cool. And it's not about needing to prove anything, but masculine energy is definitely a very direct, straight energy. So it's not gonna back away from a fight, but it's not gonna go seeking fights just to assuage the insecurity that lies behind that. And that's what macho energy has, unfortunately. And so I draw a distinction between those. And I appreciate what you're saying around how the world, uh, how to interpret how things are being seen. But, uh, you know, we got a crazy world right now in in some ways. It's (laughs) wonderful in some ways, and it's pretty crazy in some other ways. And uh, let's just leave it at that. So, um, so Marsha, you have moved on into doing your own thing. You worked with um, some incredible people. You worked with Tony Robbins. You worked with Laurel Birch. So talk to us about this phase of your journey and what's important to you right now. What's important to me right now is really giving away the wisdom that I've had the opportunity to learn from so many mentors and masters and that I've experienced myself and learned myself and discovered myself. And one of the projects I'm really excited about is we're calling it the Marsha Martin Membership Club. It was an idea I had a few years ago, a couple of years ago, and I happened to put it into existence before COVID, which was unbelievably brilliant of me without knowing how brilliant I was being. <laughs> um, I have been carrying around for many years because I've been in this work for so many years, boxes and boxes and boxes of videotapes of me leading seminars of me giving speeches. And I have been training others since I was in my early 20s. 
And I have had some of the greatest mentors, as you've said, in the world teach me. So the things I've learned and the knowledge I have to give away is quite extraordinary and wonderful and big. And I always thought that what I would do with all of these videos is I would transcribe them and it would be a book. And one day, a few years ago, about a year and a half before COVID came, I said to myself, I am so tired of carrying those boxes around with me. And I got this great idea that maybe I should create a digital library, kind of like a Netflix of Marsha Martin, and that we should edit the videos and upload them and create a platform where people could come and watch and listen at their own time, in their own leisure. And I decided for now, I have been charging $10 a month and it's a total access to much of my past work, which is very transformational in all sorts of subjects, relationships, building businesses, sales, persuasion, communication, leadership, building teams, um, getting a man, taking care of a woman, I mean, on and on. Every subject you can think of is on a workshop in this Marsha Martin Club. And you can be a member for $10 a month at this point if you go to MarshaMartinClub.com. And it's M-A-R-C-I-A-M-A-R-T-I-N-Club.com. So that's one of the projects that's really important to me right now. And then the other thing that we're building on that, my team and I, is we're creating an expanded digital access to um, my different programming. And I'm going to bring things into corporations and make them available to entrepreneurs and clients that I'm not directly working with, but they can use the materials. So that's my really exciting projects right now. Those are fantastic projects. I love it. So, listener, MarshaMartinClub.com sounds fantastic. You should go check it out. We're going to put that in the show notes. So, you can get the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or you can go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you happen to listen to this podcast. That information will be available in there. Make sure you take advantage of it for 10 bucks a month to get access to the teachings of the great Marshall Martin. That is an incredible deal. Uh, and I tell you what, Marsha, I'll, uh, I'll chat with you offline. Uh, maybe we can have you do a, a, a Zoom talk for uh, some of the folks uh, in a couple of months. I think that'd be fun. So I would love that. Yeah, be great, be great. So, Marsha, we like to end off each and every single one of our calls by asking you as our guest expert, what are your top three expert action steps? These are your three best pieces of advice to help my listener take his or her life or business to the next level. So what do you say? Well, I would say number one is be present. You'd be surprised how many people operate in life and they're not home. Uh, people come into meetings, texting, looking at their computer. People are in conversations thinking about what they have to do on their to-do list. Very, very few people are actually present in this moment. And that is a key to success. If you can discipline your mind to staying in present time, a lot of people think that how you are kept in present time is if something outside yourself is interesting enough that it pulls you to it. 
So, you know, we give ourselves excuses. We say, oh, they're boring. And so we give that as a justifier to be able to go away and not be present. Or, well, this isn't interesting. And so then it's okay for us to go unconscious. When the truth of it is, is we are each in charge of our own attention span. And we have to exercise it, just like you would teach people how to be more physically able. Through exercise, you would increase the exercise that you do each time to have them be stronger. You have to practice holding yourself in present time and extending your attention span. So I would say that's number one. Number two, almost as important, is to learn to listen generously. Most of us aren't present when we're listening, so we need to get there first. But then allow yourself to pretend that the person you're listening to is brilliant and that what they're saying is possible. Get yourself in that state. That's what I call generous listening, where I'm listening as if who you are is brilliant and what you're saying is possible, rather than listening from a point of, oh, I agree with that. Oh, I disagree with that. Oh, well, that was stupid. Oh, well, that's not true. Oh, well, I don't believe that. Or I wonder what he's saying, or, oh, how can I use him? Or, oh, what can I do with her? Or how can I use this to my advantage? You know, preparing what you're gonna say next before they even get done with their particular expression. So if you can listen generously, that will change so much. And then the third thing is to understand the law that there has to be space for anything to exist. There's two things in life. There's space and things in space. If you want a thing, you must create the space in which it can exist first. So for example, if you want to put something in to another person, if you want to share an experience with them, your communication is a thing. So you have to create space in which that experience can exist. And a good way to create space in another person is to listen generously and receive, receive what they're saying, allow it to be so instead of saying, well, I'm not sure if I believe that. And that will create some space. All things need space in which to be, in which for other things to exist. So those are the three things that I would say are very important. Marsha Martin, those are three awesome expert action steps. So, thank you. You're so welcome. So, Marsha, um, we're going to put all this information about how people can find out about the Marsha Martin Club in the show notes. And you and I should chat offline. I very much am interested in doing uh, more things with you. And let's look at what that could look like. So, listener, the great Marsha Martin has dropped some truth bombs. She has provided gold nuggets for you here in this interview. Take advantage of them. And here's what I want to say to you. If this has been valuable to you, if this has been transformational for you, do me a favor. We don't charge for this interview. We don't have sponsors for our show. Payment for the show looks like this. Share it with somebody who could benefit from this. Share it with somebody who's a seeker, who's looking for great wisdom from great people. That's all we ask you to do. Write us a review. Give us a rating on iTunes or anywhere else that you leave ratings and reviews for podcasts. Make sure that you do that. And that way you get to have Marsha's message go to more people. Make sure you do that.
And Marsha, I just want to say it's been a total honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. You are fantastic. Thank you so much, Nikki. And I'm so proud of you and really am honored to be here with you. And I support you totally. I think your show is valuable and that you are an extraordinary human being. And thank you for having me. God bless your heart. Thank you so much. So listener, make sure that you take advantage of everything that Marsha is offering to you by going to the show notes and going to the marshamartinclub.com. For 10 bucks a month, you can get access to her most incredible trainings. Look at who she's learned from. If you believe in the law of proximity, and you should, because whether you believe it or not, it believes in you, then you need to take advantage of being proximate to Marsha Martin and all the incredible people she's proximate to by taking advantage of what she's offering in the Marsha Martin Club. And if you've gotten value from this episode, make sure that you share it. And if you need any more help in taking your thinking, your belief about what's possible for you and your life and your business to the next level, go to our main website, ecircleacademy.com. There are a ton of free resources there for you to take advantage of. Take advantage of all of them because you deserve them. Okay. God bless you for being one of the champions of freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. And thank you for being the kind of person that inspires people like myself and Marsha to create this content and bring it out into the world. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Marsha Martin, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or check out our show notes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to this podcast. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.